first thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. It's going to be a drag race. Whoa! They touch, they touch. Oh, my God. He's going to do it. It's a video game move. Have you ever? No, I've never. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> first, you're last. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's motorsports betting podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, a predictive analyst here at Action Network. And joining me, my co-host, Stephen Young of Roto-Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the Pennzoil 400 on Running Hot. Last week, Kyle Busch took the checkered flag at Auto Club Speedway, marking his first win with Richard Childress Racing. Chase Elliott finished as the runner-up. And Ross Chastain, who was dominant all day and won stages one and two, came home in third. Stevie, what did you think of the race? And what did you think of Kyle Busch's first win with Richard Childress? Well, first of all, I'm so sad Auto Club is... I mean, it is now sold. I mean, it's, it's like a done deal, so... Um, that was the last race that we're going to have on the two mile racetrack. I don't, I, I'd be shocked if they built a short track for what it's worth. I know a lot of people are optimistic about it, but let's be honest. It's a business. They made a great business decision for NASCAR in general. So I understand it also very sad. I mean, the racing is just fantastic. Now that that track is like worn out with this new car. I mean, we got spoiled with two amazing races with this new car at that racetrack. So Aside from that, super pumped for Kyle Busch. If you don't know, I'm a huge Kyle Busch fan. I'm a huge Rowdy fan. I'm not shocked. We we talked about it on the preseason show um, where maybe it was less equipment, but he's still Kyle Busch. And I mean, listening to Denny talk about like how he thinks the engines are really good for RCR is just kind of a, a nail where it's like, we all should have probably taken over one and a half wins for Kyle Bush because it's the second race of the season. He already has one. So I'm pumped for Kyle. I'm pumped for the, the season. Like I, I thought we saw really good racing. I thought we saw Fords run well, depending on who the Fords were. Chevy's obviously very dominant with Ross Chastain, Kyle Bush. Toyota was really good. Truex might have had the best car for Toyota. Had some issues. The tire coming off. How much damage did that do? So I think it's really promising to see Corey LaJoy run inside the top 15 and these other three manufacturers just do really well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I thought there was a lot of parity in the race. And so I actually have a metric that I call flags, which basically adjusts speed to the field. And you're right. Corey LaJoy was 16th in that metric. And there was, you know, Toyota's. Fords and Chevys all within the top six there. So definitely it was nice to see as far as the parody for the sport. Real quick, I do want to follow up on Kyle Busch because you mentioned that over one and a half wins that we we all could have taken preseason. Well, what like what do you expect from Kyle Busch this year overall at this point? Because I think obviously now we have one race under our belts. We have seen what he's been able to do in that car. Of course, that car was really good last year with Tyler Reddick at Auto Club as well. But now Kyle Busch's win total has jumped to three and a half with about the same amount of juice on each side. It's just slightly juiced to the under on three and a half wins. So what do you think of Kyle Busch? And since he's not one of our picks for Las Vegas, what do you think about him first overall this year and second at Las Vegas specifically? 
listen, if he wasn't six to one, he'd be one of our picks for Vegas this weekend. I mean, yeah. clearly the favorite going in. And I don't know if I could really argue it. He's very good at Las Vegas. He's running all three series this weekend. We always know that like Kyle just needs seat time. And the fact that he's in all the series this weekend, he's clearly the favorite. So I think people talking about him winning eight races this year are crazy. Pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes. Let's calm down. I think we're all excited to see one of the best drivers. There's like seven or eight drivers, Nick, like off the top of my head that I could be like, these guys are like the top five of all time. And like everyone will have a different top five. But Kyle's in that conversation. He's just he's one of the best ever. I mean, 19 straight seasons with a win like past Richard Petty. We may never see this again. And he's not stopping anytime soon. Like so I'm very pumped for the win. I also want to pump the brakes. I think three and a half is still kind of high. RCR does have some good tracks. Kyle has some good tracks. I mean, one of his best tracks is Las Vegas. And it will be very interesting to see how he performs this weekend. I think this weekend will tell us more than Auto Club. You mentioned it. RCR is very good at Auto Club. Reddick was very good at Auto Club last year. So looking back at like some of the make- metrics and stuff from like Kansas and Las Vegas last year, I think it will be interesting to see because it wasn't the best track uh, for Tyler Reddick. So we'll see how Las Vegas kind of goes compared to Auto Club last Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I do think it's a little early to go crazy on the seven or eight wins as well on Kyle Busch there. I mean, look at the parody we had last year. Uh, I think it was the maximum was what, five wins from Chase Elliott, something like that. So I don't don't think we're getting a driver that's going to have maybe more than five or six this year. And that might even be pushing it just especially with what we saw in the first race with all three manufacturers able to run toward the front at different times uh, just at Auto Club. So I agree with you there. I think it's going to be a little tough for him to crack that three and a half win mark. I think I'd lean under, but I definitely wouldn't be betting either the over or the under on that three and a half win line for Kyle Busch. You take your win that you if you got the one and a half before the like season started, you take your win and you're really happy with it and you don't mess with the three and a half. I think it could go either way. Exactly. So I, that's kind of I'm with you. I I don't have a lean either way. I just think it's one that I would stay away from. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I would I would stay away from that as well. So moving on from Auto Club Speedway and Kyle Bush's win to Las Vegas Motor Speedway, which of course is Kyle Busch's hometown, my hometown. As we continue the three-race West Coast swing, we're going to wrap it up with Phoenix next week. But Vegas is a a one-and-a-half-mile tri-oval, your classic NASCAR one-and-a-half-mile intermediate track. It's got 20 degrees of banking in the corners. So, Stevie, how is Vegas different, not just in shape and size and all that, but just how is it different from what we saw last week at Auto Club? Well, I mean, it's not going to be as fast, obviously, going from a two-mile track to 1.5. The tires fall off at Vegas more now than they did like three years ago. So, I mean, it is starting to get to the point where maybe over the next couple of years, we could start comparing it to like Homestead and Darlington because they're steep tracks as well. But overall, I think that looking at Las Vegas as a whole, it's still a 1.5. It's still a track where passing should be good. The cars that were good last weekend might be good. Uh, We're using the same tire package that they ran at Auto Club, which is nice because, I mean, it's Goodyear and NASCAR recognizing that like Vegas is starting to get a little bit more abrasive and worn out. But at the end of the day, you can look at Auto Club, but it's not like this is the track that we're going to compare, you know, Las Vegas to. I know you're going to talk about it because we're always on the same page with this kind of stuff, but it's Kansas. It's Kansas. It's Kansas. It's Kansas. Kansas and Vegas are like 
brother and sister. And that's where we need to be looking instead of saying, Hey, auto club, like we have to go there. But I think what we saw at auto club, I mean, told us a lot, right? It told us that Logano's still fast. I would have been wrong. Track house is still fast. And I think JGR, what they had at the end of last year is more telling than what they had at the beginning of last year. So that's what I think we need to take away from auto club than saying, Hey, Auto Club is going to be exactly like Vegas. That's just not the case. Yeah, I agree with that. Obviously, you know, you mentioned Kansas and Vegas and an Auto Club. They are absolutely different. Auto Club had a really cold day at the track. It was 50 degrees. I think on a warmer day, we would have seen even more tire wear from Auto Club. But just looking at uh, so NASCAR, they always give out a metric of speed, like speed early in the run and speed late in the run. There was about a three and a half percent tire fall off in terms of speed at Auto Club Speedway. And last year in the second Vegas race, there was a little more than a three and a half percent fall off in speed. Now, that's because it was really hot in Vegas. It was 81 degrees for that race in Vegas. So I think if Auto Club was in the 80s, we would have seen a much bigger fall off than we did at Vegas. So Vegas is kind of it is getting towards that high tire where, like you mentioned, but it's not fully there yet, like Auto Club. So I kind of just classified as like medium to medium high tire wear for Las Vegas. And you're right, Kansas definitely the most similar track to Las Vegas. I do correlations for all these different tracks all the time. And number one correlation of any two tracks on the whole circuit by far is Vegas and Kansas with each other. So any pair of two tracks. It is the number one correlation there. So right there with you as far as Kansas. But what other similar tracks are you using when analyzing Vegas? You mentioned the the tire combination. So certainly I think Auto Club can factor in because it's the same tire combination. Obviously, we're factoring in Kansas. Are there any other tracks you're looking at just to kind of build our sample size when trying to analyze data for Las Vegas? Yeah. So just a quick shout out to you, right? Like at the end of the day, I've learned a lot of my correlation track stuff from you. So, you know, there's obviously a ton of metrics out there and I trust your metric when it comes to correlation. So shout out to you, first of all, not just because we're friends and that we do the podcast together. We've known each other for a while, but your correlation stuff is fantastic. So I've had the best results correlating Vegas with Kansas. If you want a larger sample size, because we all do, right? At the end of the day, we, we want a larger sample size. I think that's when you're starting to get into Texas and Charlotte. Not the best things, not the best things, but it's something, right? It's something we run at Texas and Charlotte one time now. It used to be twice at both of those tracks. So we can look at last year's Coke 600. That's just a completely different animal at the end of the day. It's 600 miles. It's a long race. It's an endurance race more than it is a 400-mile race at Las Vegas. So Also at night. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at night, like daytime to night, temperatures way different. Texas, I mean, Texas is what in in September, that's way different than when we're going to have in Vegas in the beginning of March. So we can look at all this stuff. It's something that's going to give us a larger sample size when I'm really kind of going like super steep. I mean, I'll look at Darlington and Homestead. They're both steep tracks, just like Las Vegas. Vegas is starting to get worn out more. We're starting to get more tire wear. There are some correlations. It's not the best in the world. So Again, at the end of the day, I'm going to be using Kansas. We talked about it already. Same tires that they ran last fall and that they ran at Auto Club. So, I mean, that's nice to note. Get into trucks and Xfinity. We're not going to get into that, but they're running a lot of tires from like the intermediate tracks. So at the end of the day, I think Kansas, then maybe throw in some Charlotte, Texas. And then if you really want to kind of widen it more, you can go Homestead and Darlington. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. And obviously, I think Auto Club as well, as we talked about, uh, just with the the same tire and being the most recent kind of intermediate race we have. I think you can, if you want, throw in a little bit of Michigan. And also, Pocono used the same right side tire as we're using this weekend. So if you want to, you know, just at least from a horsepower and right side tire perspective, just sprinkle in a little Pocono, but I mean, it's not really super correlated, but I think that if you really want to expand your sample size, you got to weigh these things, right? Like you weigh Las Vegas the most, you weigh Kansas the next most, and then everything else after that, you de-weight and you de-weight even more as they deviate more and more away from your Las Vegas and your Kansas. So, uh, you know, you kind of want to build like a weighted average in your mind or or if you're making a, a data set yourself, you want to do like a weighted average where you're weighing Kansas and, and Las Vegas the most, obviously, and then de-weighting the other tracks. So last year at Las Vegas and at Kansas, Toyota was kind of the dominant manufacturer. You know, I think Kyle Busch was on his way to winning Vegas last year or potentially Martin Truex Jr. who was catching him over the closing laps. But then there was a wreck with about four to go. Eric Jones blew a tire. And so there ended up being a late restart. Alex Bowman on strategy won the restart as he and Kyle Larson started on the front row on that restart by taking two tires, whereas Truex and Kyle Busch took four tires and the two tires were able to hold off the four tires. Alex Bowman winning that race at Las Vegas last year. Toyota won both Kansas races, both of them actually for 23-11 with Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace. And then at the second Vegas race, Toyota kind of had some issues earlier with the Bubba Wallace incident with Kyle Larson taking out Christopher Bell. So Joey Logano ended up winning the second Las Vegas race. So really, at least three quarters of the races, Toyota was the dominant team, but they only won half of the four races between Las Vegas and Kansas. So kind of where are we just in terms of, I mean, we talked about Auto Club, how there was a lot of parity. How are we handicapping the manufacturers for Vegas specifically? For me, it's Chevy. I'm very high on Chevy this weekend. I'm like, I kind of would rank it like Chevy, Toyota, Ford. And, and I mean, I think Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano are threats to win every single weekend. But once you get past that, I mean, Kevin Harvick had some race winning speed at times last year, but like he really hasn't had that like consistent dominant speed. So, I mean, if we're looking at the race as a whole, I think you're looking at Chevy. Chastain was one of the best at like 1.5s last year as far as speed. Truex was right up there. Bell, Hamlin, Kyle, Byron, Larson. Like everyone I just ran off was like Chevy and Toyota. So like Blaney was Blaney was the only Ford inside the top 10 in speed last year on 1.5s. Um, I think Logano was tied for 10th with Chase Elliott. So, I mean, Logano is the best at like backing into wins. Bowman, you talked about him like kind of backing into the win here, but he was still fast. Like it wasn't. Was he going to win the race without the caution? No. Was he fast enough to be in the conversation? Yes. I mean, he was. He won stage five one. Speed that race. Yeah. yeah. So a Chevy, Chevy and Toyota. I don't want to like sleep on Ryan Blaney or Joey Logano, but I want to focus on Chevy and Toyota this weekend. Completely 100% agree with you. I think Chevy and Toyota will be the two manufacturers to beat Chevy more so just because they have a higher car count, a capable car count, especially you can also throw in Daniel Suarez in there, who was super impressive at Auto Club this past weekend. And we'll talk more about him, but I agree completely. And then I think outside of, like you said, Logano and Blaney, it's tough for the Fords. Austin Sindrick really hasn't shown race winning speed despite being a Penske after Harvick, it gets kind of rough there. Like even in the Stuart Haas camp, there aren't really any threats to win at these kinds of tracks. 
I don't know what happened with Chase Briscoe last week in that auto club, but he was down there with some of the lower tier cars in terms of speed. So just something to work on there for Ford. So same thing. I'm, I'm handicapping the, the manufacturers just the same way as you are. So once again, we're kind of on the same page. We tend to do that a lot. We tend to be on the same page and, you know, we'll have some differences from, from time to time, but I think a lot of same page stuff this week. So with that said, it is time to dive into some bets. As always, we're going to take you for a lap around Las Vegas Motor Speedway. That's four turns around the track, one pick from each of us per turn before we dive and drive into victory lane. All right. We've taken the green flag, and it's time to dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. Okay, Stevie, start us off with your turn one pick. Hey, it's a Chevy. Um, I'm sure everyone is shocked after they just listened to the first 15 minutes of the show. Ross Chastain top five. It's plus 155. I think this is just value at its best. I, I have this closer to, like, giving some juice, so... I, I like Chastain a lot. I finished second and third at Vegas last year. Top five in green flag speed in four of the six intermediate tracks that we just kind of talked about. 4.8 average finish at Las Vegas and Kansas in 2022. And best average finish on the six intermediate tracks. So not only was he fast, he was finishing really well. Gosh, he's always a guy that you're you're worried a little bit about just how he drives, but you also know the upside in how he drives. So the fact that we saw him with so much speed last weekend and the fact that he was good on this type of track last year, Give me Ross Chastain at a top five at a really, really nice value to start off the podcast. Yeah, I, I think he arguably could be the favorite in this race. I mean, he was dominant at those two Vegas races last year and, you know, led the most laps combined between them. So I do think Ross Chastain arguably could be the favorite even over Kyle Busch this week. So top five plus 155 is very nice value for my turn one pick. I'm going to go with the, the teammate of his. I'm staying with that track house stable. And I'm going to take Daniel Suarez finishing in the top 10 at plus 115. Team track house was just, they were so fast last weekend at Auto Club. They had two of the top four cars in speed. Even when you adjust for the fact that, you know, Ryan Blaney had his incident or Truex got shuffled back because of, of his loose wheel, all those things. It doesn't matter. They were two of the top four cars, no doubt. So they had a ton of speed. And speaking of speed, Suarez actually had tied for the most fastest laps when you look at Las Vegas 2 and Kansas 2. So the playoff races for Las Vegas and Kansas last year which notably along with Auto Club this past weekend, as we talked about, we're all on the same tire combination as we're going to race this weekend at Las Vegas. So on this tire combination, Daniel Suarez has absolutely been one of the fastest cars, a top five car in speed between these three races. I did leave off Texas, which also had the same tire combination, but Texas has no fall off. It literally fell off 0.1% in a very hot race at Texas last year. So I'm, I'm kind of ignoring that one at the expense of just the fact there was no tire fall off, but looking at three tracks that do have fall off Kansas, Vegas, and, and even more at auto club on this tire combination, Suarez was a top five car period between those three races. So getting plus money for a top 10, I think is really nice value. I actually have them slightly favored for a top 10 at 50.5%. So I don't know about you, Stevie, but I think that plus money is nice. One of the few bets that I got right last week on the podcast was Suarez over Bubba Wallace. So let's keep it rolling. I did not expect him to be as good as he was. Uh, and listen, I, I said that 
last week. I just thought he was going to be better than Wallace, and he was. But yeah, I mean, getting Suarez top 10, again, like Chevy, 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 Chevy. So getting getting some nice value here at plus 115. I agree with that. And uh, I, I'm glad I tailed you on that one because uh, that was my only winning bet from <laughs> last weekend. So, you know, those weeks happened. We were, we were pretty close on them. And I didn't have a huge card simply because I had those like starting position tier bets, like 11 to 20 and 31 plus. So I'm like, well, I don't need to bet much else if I've got those. Unfortunately, they didn't hit. Chase Elliott finished second from that 31-plus group, which would have been a nice plus 22-unit day for me then. But alas, it didn't quite happen. But that's okay. So let's move on from turn one into turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. Okay, Stevie, give us your turn two pick. I'm going to follow your trend, right? We're going to talk top tens. I feel like, is this a Daytona podcast? (laughs) All joking aside, William Byron, top 10, minus 104. This is some nice value. Like I have, my model has this closer to like minus 180 for Byron to finish top 10. So I think this is insane value. He ranked top 11 in green flag speed in all six intermediate tracks in 2022. Third best average running position at Vegas, Kansas in 2022. Second best average finish on steep intermediate tracks in 2022. So for getting into that like Darlington tire wear type of stuff and Homestead, Byron's good at those types of tracks. Combine that with his intermediate speed last season. I think that Getting him close to almost even for a top 10 finish is really, really nice value. So again, I like William Byron. I'm very high on him just in general this year. And I think that getting him at almost even money for a top 10 is just nice. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm I'm always high. My model is always high on Byron at these types of tracks. So no doubt I'm right there with you. I think that top 10 is pretty solid value. The only reason I haven't bet it myself is because I've already sprinkled a whole bunch of other top 10 bets. So I don't want to like take too much away from my other top 10 bets because I thought there were some that were earlier in the week were some pretty big values. So just went with a fewer like longer shot sprinkles and top 10s. Plus then I have this Daniel Suarez bet, but I still am showing value on this Byron top 10 as well. I'm going to stick with the teammate theme here. I'm going to go with Byron's teammate, but I'm going to take Alex Bowman to win group C. And that group is a four car group with him, Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr. And Tyler Reddick. And while this is a tough group, I mean, Christopher Bell was really good at these tracks last year. Truex is always good at Vegas and Reddick was strong at the mile and a half last year. I still think this is just too much value at plus 400. Vegas is a good track for Bowman. Obviously he's the defending race winner. He won stage one, as we talked about. I remember that because I had Byron 18 to one to win stage one. He passed Byron on the last lap for stage one. So that was, uh, I can't forget Bowman winning stage one last year. But, uh, you know, that means he had speed throughout. He was definitely a top five or so car last year in this race. He also has top 10 finishes in nine of his 19 career Vegas and Kansas starts with Hendrick Motorsports, including all three races that he ran last year, right? He didn't run the second Vegas race because of his concussion, but he also in the Kansas playoff race, he was the stage two winner and finished fourth. So he's been able to lead at these tracks, not just Vegas, but also Kansas. So building up that sample size, obviously was good at auto club last weekend, finished eighth. He was ninth in my flags metric, which is basically adjusting your green flag speed for where you are in the field and the number of healthy running cars on each lap. And he did finish eighth last week. So, you know, he's been performing really well, especially with crew chief Blake Harris. He's got two top eight finishes to start the year. Plus he was really fast in the clash, which is uh, you know, an unofficial exhibition race. 
So he's been great to start the year. He actually won this group of four drivers last year at Vegas because he won the race. And also Auto Club last week, he was the highest finishing of these four drivers. And at Kansas two last year, finished second only to Christopher Bell. So I think just plus 400 is too long here. I actually have him closer to plus 300 at 24.8% to win this group. Yeah, I mean, I hit this last week. Bowman, four to one. So it was it was really nice. It was a nice little week. It was like a 12-unit week. I had Kyle Busch to win. So, I mean, that always helps. It was one of those weird weeks where I like ended up with like eight or nine like outrights. I never do that. But it was just being the second race of the year, I felt like it was just one of those weeks. But yeah, I like... I like Bowman, not to get sidetracked. I like Bowman quite a bit here. My biggest concern would, I think, be Truex. I think Truex is going to be really fast. I think that Bowman's restarts are better than Bell's restarts. And I I, I just, man, Reddick is such a question mark right now. 2311 was good on this type of track last year, but we know the track record for Bowman is good. So, yeah, I mean, getting this at 4-1 to one is just, I, I guess, laughable. And not even laughable. It's just, hey, let's take advantage of some value. NASCAR season is in full swing, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and receive first bet insurance up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Moving on, we go down the backstretch, and it's time to drive into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, we're heading into turn three. What is your next pick? I got another top five. One of those rare weeks where there's multiple drivers that I like top fives, and I think there's value at Kyle Larson, top five plus 155 here. Top five in green flag speed at three of the four races at Vegas, Kansas last season. Top five finishes in five of his last 10 Las Vegas race. Only one finish outside the top 12 in those races. That was last year when Bubba Wallace wrecked him. So fastest car on steep intermediate tracks. We know the steep intermediate tracks with tire wear is Kyle Larson's bread and butter. So I like him to win the race, but I think there's a lot of value here with the plus 155 for the top five. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Kyle Larson, always great at mile and a half in general. I mean, we remember the two years ago when he was dominant just at all these intermediates. So he should be right there in contention for a top five finish. So getting plus 155, really nice value. 
I'm going to go with another Chevy. We've only picked Chevy so far, but I'm going to take another Chevy for my turn three pick. And I'm going to take Austin Dillon for a top 10 finish. And, and again, that's why I didn't go with the Byron top 10, because I've got Austin Dillon top 10 at plus 250. If we look since 2020, Austin Dillon has top 10s in four of the 12 races at Las Vegas and Kansas, which would be plus 200 as fair odds. Like one out of three times is plus 200, two to one. That includes at Las Vegas, an 11th and a 10th place finish last year. So half of the races last year. And the other one was like one spot just outside of the top 10. RCR had rocket ships last week at Auto Club. Not just was Kyle Busch dominant and, and, and the best car, especially in the second half of that race. But Austin Dillon had a really, really solid car, a top 10 car as well. And Auto Club speed from the number eight car last year translated from Auto Club to Vegas when Tyler Reddick was driving that car. Reddick had a rocket ship before he spun out around like lap 65 last year, which ended up costing him speed, but he still ended up finishing seventh. So I think that RCR speed can translate from auto club to Las Vegas. If we look at secondary comp tracks as well, those other intermediates, you know, Austin Dillon has a win at Texas. He had a strong car at Michigan like two years ago when uh, unfortunately Brad Keselowski wrecked him after a stage finished. Yeah, I think he had a top three car in that race. So certainly there's some, some value for Austin Dillon, just even on these kind of similar tracks as well. So I've got fair value on this at plus 210. Any thoughts on, on this one, Stevie? One of the best pit crews in the garage, yep. year in and year out, and I think that matters everywhere, and it's especially going to matter in a 400-mile race where we're going to see pit road quite a bit. So I think that's a huge thing for him. They did not start great last week. They made great adjustments, and the car got better, and I think that is positive notes. With no practice last week, getting practice this week, they can adjust a little bit more, and I like this bet for Austin Dillon in top 10. All right, well, that means it's time for you to take us into turn four. I'm Noah Gregson, and this is Turn 4 here on Running Hot. Okay, Stevie, give us your Turn 4 pick. All right, done with Chevy for now. Victory Lane might have a Chevy in it. We'll see. But I'm going to go Bubba Wallace. He's 34-1 to on BetMGM. I'm not going to do a full unit on this one. I'm just going to do a fourth of a unit, 0.25. So I think that there's a really good chance that they're fast again at this type of track. We already talked about how good they were at Kansas. Uh, he was top three in speed on both fall races at Kansas and Las Vegas. Toyota struggled a little bit at the start. They finished way better. Won the fall Kansas race. Had early speed at Auto Club. They fell off a little bit. They had some overheating issues. But it was really good to see that like N22 speed start 23 speed for Bubba Wallace last weekend. And I mean, overheating, it's going to happen. That kind of stuff happens. So I, I think this is a good spot. He was fast last year um, at Vegas when he decided that Larson, was it like a slide job gone wrong or something? It was something where like Bubba just got really mad and got suspended for a race. So I like Wallace at 34 to 1 here on BetMGM. Yeah, yeah. Larson made it three wide and and it just didn't quite stick under Kevin Harvick and then Bubba Wallace. Harvick backed out of it and, and Larson kind of just... Got up in the Bubba, put Bubba into the wall, but not hard enough to like ruin his race and Bubba retaliated. So it is what it is, but uh, he's learned from that. And, and you mentioned the overheating. I'm not worried about the overheating that happened last year for the Toyotas. Bubba asked, is this the same thing as last year? And the response was kind of yes, kind of no. So I think they'll figure it out. I'm not too worried about it. That's why Bubba Wallace is also my turn for pick, but I'm actually going to take him 
plus 900 for top Toyota at BetMGM. They're giving us nice odds on Bubba this week. Uh, so I'm going to go half a unit there. He was the top Toyota at Kansas 2 last year, which of course was the race he won. He had a rocket at the first Kansas race as well. Remember, he thought he could have won that race prior to you know his pit crew just kind of screwing him over there, for lack of a better term. They totally botched a couple pit stops there. He was running top Toyota at Vegas too, when he and Larson had that incident. And he moved into the top 10 last week on pure speed at auto club before the overheating issues. So a lot of good things from Bubba Wallace here at these similar tracks and on this tire combination. So I'm going to take him top Toyota. I know you like it because you just gave your analysis on Bubba plus 900. So that's going to wrap up turns one through four, but there's one thing left to do. Stevie, take us into victory lane with our victory lane pick. I mean, we're going back to the beginning, right? We're going to Ross Chastain. He's plus 1,100, so 11 to 1 to win this race. You already mentioned it. I, I could easily see him being the favorite. They didn't make enough adjustments at Auto Club. I mean, they were so fast, like the first three-fourths of that race, and the, they just didn't keep up with the track enough, and he was still good at the end. He just wasn't as good as Kyle Busch. So I expect them to make better adjustments throughout this race. I think that they're going to unload very fast, and going back to what I was talking about with Austin Dillon, Ross Chastain's pit crew has been on point for a year now, and they have gained him so many spots on pit road that it's such a huge advantage when you come to a racetrack like Las Vegas to have good pit stops. So Ross Chastain 11 to 1 is the victory lane pick for this week. Yeah, I think that's wild because Ross Chastain is 8 to 1 pretty much everywhere, but you can find an 11 to 1 out there. If you can't get 11 to 1, I personally would not bet him at eight to one. I'm not quite showing value at eight to one, but I am showing value at 11 to one. So one thing you could do if you can't get the 11 to one is wait for practice and qualifying. Ross Chastain traditionally has not been a great qualifier, even at these intermediate tracks where the track house cars and the Chevys have had a ton of speed. So if that happens, let's say he qualifies 15th, 16th, somewhere in that neighborhood, he could fall from eight to about nine or 10 to one, and then you can pounce. So I wouldn't take him at eight to one. If you can get him at that 11 to one, absolutely take him at 11 to one. Otherwise, wait for practice and qualifying and just kind of hope that he falls back in qualifying and he still has a fast practice car because books tend to over adjust more for qualifying than they do for practice. So that's what I would do with Ross Chastain. So that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Pennzoil 400 episode of Running Hot, the all new motorsports betting podcast from Action Network. We'll be back this time next week to talk betting for the United Rentals Work United 500 at Phoenix Raceway. On behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thanks again for listening. And we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.